The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were speaking earlier on about that video which has done the rounds of a young man being brutally attacked uh, by a group of uh, school students who um, attack him, kick him, punch him push him to the ground, kick him while he's on the ground. This is all being filmed and the people who are doing it are being cheered on literally by a pack who are standing around witnessing this. And we thought it was worth looking at the effect that that has and the kind of experience from the victim's perspective of bullying. We're joined by Chris Sherlock, who is an author and broadcaster. Chris was forced to leave school when he was 13 years of age. Um, and just three weeks into secondary school after being the victim of brutal bullying. Chris, you're very welcome on the programme. Thanks for having me, Anton. How are you? I'm good. Will you tell us what happened to you? Yeah, so I was in my early stages of secondary school. It was the first week, you know, a new school, new building, trying to, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> trying to get used to, you know, teachers, subjects, the whole scenario and I was actually trying to make new friends as well because I only had a handful of friends that would have actually came with me originally from the the primary school that I was in and from the get-go Anton I was name called I was pushed and shoved but then it got real more physical as time went on because each time this happened I covered it up or I would say nothing or I would just hope that the people that were involved would get bored and move on but there was two sets of groups. So there was one group that was basically doing the name calling and then kind of gang up on you in that way. But when it came to actually saying nothing, I thought that would be genuinely it and that's it. But no, it's it escalated and it just got to the point where it got brutal. The one incident that I first uh, wrote about a while back was I was on the phone to my parents during a, a quick school break And I was, you know, sorting out books and things for school, what I needed and what had to be done. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, a hand was around my neck choking me and I was pinned against the wall. The phone was taken out of my hand and flung across the area where I was. And at the time, I just remember thinking they were, you know, listening to their their taunts. And then I was thinking my if my parents were still on the line, they'd hear what's going on. And I didn't want that to be the case. That was all I was worried about. But meanwhile, I was still being, you know, taunted and just couldn't get out of the situation. I was in complete fear in that moment. Realisation had kicked in. Now, now, they didn't hit me or anything in that particular moment, but they were just, you know, egging me on who you on the phone to, you know, and just proceeded with the name calling. And I just remember thinking, like, I need to get out of this. And how do I get out of it? And I just managed to push my way and squirm my way out of it and managed to get my phone, go to the nearest, quietest part of the school grounds that I could find at the time. And just basically one cry, two panic and three start the shaking had started where I was nervous and I didn't know what to do. And then I was just more focused on phoning my uh, parents back. And thankfully, the call did disconnect, so they didn't hear anything. But when... I was asked what had actually had happened when the call was connected. I just covered it up saying that I dropped my phone. Why? And, uh, just because at the time, I, I just thought if I say nothing, it would move on. I would get away. It was kind of like the situation where I'd get away with it and not have to report it because if I reported it, 
I'd become a bigger victim. The bullies would be found out and then I would be the rat and then they'd be out to get me again. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to bring on more attention to myself than what was already there. And, you know, I, this, I'm 13 years old. I don't know what's, you know, I don't know really what's right or wrong. I, I was still learning about myself, about the subjects, about life. And, you know, it, it was all so fresh going on in my head. So you're battling one thing and dealing with every other scenario in your, in your school day at that age. And that's and the most brutal part of it is if you are an adult in most cases, I think probably outside the, the realms of domestic violence, if you get assaulted, you know, well, I get to go home and it gets to be over and I get to go about my life however traumatised I might be the next day. But knowing that you have to go back the next day and be locked into an environment with the people who are abusing you and knowing that that'll be the case for six years, that has to be like living in hell. That's exactly, you couldn't have said it any better than myself there or than what you said it there because it just goes to show you that this is exactly that mentality that I had. I didn't realise, you know, I was still a teen, but I, I was thinking that I have to go in here day in and day out. So I didn't want to make matters worse. So that was on my mind all the time. And then I was reliving in my head like an old movie that was stuck on the loop tape of exactly what happened. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but it was called PTSD. I never learned of it at the time. I was never told what it was until later years when I was in counselling. But to be honest, Anton, I didn't say nothing and it got worse. Uh, you'd think it would stop, but it didn't. I remember, um, again, it was just after a school break. I was making my way to the class and the school in question is basically an old, it's basically based in an old style building. And you have to go up an, um, a few flights of stairs. It was on the fourth floor, fifth floor. And um, it's basically on each um, hallway, there's a set of double doors and it's all hardcore flooring just to give you a bit of a picture. And it wasn't uncommon where kids would loiter around in the area where, I, you know, in these areas. And the, the second group that was basically doing the physical side of the bullying was waiting for me there. They, they must have had classes similar. I don't know. I never questioned anything, but I remember trying to get through these doors just after the bell had rung. And every time I went to go through these double doors, I kept getting pushed and shoved away from them and saying that you need money to pass through here. Everything and anything that was could have been said or done was there. But once I tried to push them away to get through the door for what I thought might be the final time, they pulled the bag off my shoulder and at the time, the school uniform was basically a polo shirt. They pulled that up over my head and pushed me down the flight of stairs that I just come up. And I hit every step going down. I, I remember it exactly if it just happened two minutes ago, because I never will forget, you know, the pain and the, the torment of it, because I remember looking up at these lads and they were just skitting, laughing and proceeded to do some, you know, name calling. Well, and that's I, the thing that that, that you see in, in that video of, of what happened to that poor, poor young man as well. The, the absolute psychopathic lack of empathy, the joy taking at the, the misery inflicted on somebody else and no sense that enough is enough, no sense that the, the pain and suffering is okay. The, no, just more. This is just entertainment. If there's somebody listening, because undoubtedly there will be people who are going through, hopefully very few, but there will be people going through what you describe. What's the advice that as an adult you wish you had had as a kid? Well, I would have liked to have had people come in and talk in schools 
I know there's been a, a lot of scenarios lately and uh, school talks going on and I'm happy to be in schools doing these talks and telling my story to let people know that it's one of the common things that you can do for someone is spread kindness and show kindness and just talk to someone if they're feeling down and out, no matter who they are or what they are, makes no difference. We all do the exact same things in life. We all want to do good in our school years and our work years and our relationships. We, we're, we all we all have uh, the same goal in life, but we all have different paths that we take and that's perfectly fine. But when you're that teenage kid, you you get stuck in that rut of worrying about school and worrying about this. You know, there is life after, but in some cases, I was very lucky to be, you know, going forward in life after that because those injuries and those wounds on that particular day, I received a gash on my hand from my elbow to my wrist and I was pumping with blood. I did get help and I was uh, called to go home. My parents were called to go home, but it was the after effects that kept going on in my head. And this is where I feel so sorry for that, that young man, because I know exactly what he's, what he's going through and he's got a long road to recovery, not just with the, the physical wounds, but, you know, with the mental health in your head wounds, as I like to call it, you know, you're you're just in that state of mind where you're going to be fearful for your life and you shouldn't have to be like that. No, And this is where kindness comes into play hugely. Like it, it's ridiculous and it's devastating to believe that this still goes on. Uh, like this happened to me uh, 12, 13 years ago. And it, it's not improved. It's get, it's getting worse and worse as each week goes by well, because there was I, I seen online that this is this is probably the first of many videos that we'll come across now because over in the UK before the Easter uh, period, I seen there was a gang of people attacked and it was all got to do with social media, a trend on TikTok. You know, they were beaten up and whatever, just basically like. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that adds another layer to it. The fact that it is on social media and the fact that it's it's being shared so widely, which, of course, people are uh, asking would be that the social media companies would take it down and that those who are sharing would stop sharing it. You mentioned the, the thing of kindness, an awful lot of texts expressing exactly that and expressing great sympathy. Chris, thank you very much for coming on the show, because something like that, that causes, as you described, PTSD, it is not easy to discuss. So we greatly appreciate you coming on and telling your own experience. 